Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford come right back at you here from lakers fast break pop culture cosmos the inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can please 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 give us that five star review wherever you get your podcast plus if you can like share subscribe i know you can i have faith in you Go ahead and subscribe today, right below Laker Tom. You can do it. I know you can. Go ahead and do so today. You know why? Not only does it help our subscriberships, not only does it help as far as you getting the latest notifications on when we go on air, but to be honest with you, after the Lakers lost by 43 the other night against the Kings, I lost 47. two 47. Excuse me, off the top of my head, I forgot how bad it was. Remember, I was at the bachelor party, but after they lost by 47, I lost two subscribers. So if you're going to go ahead and help make up for the fact that I lost two subscribers because the Lakers lost so bad, please go ahead and help us out by subscribing today on YouTube. Plus, also as well, go ahead and check out the awesome things around Lakerland, including, of course, Lakerholics.com. I've got the number one Lakers blogger right here in Laker Tom. Go ahead and check him out today with his latest articles at Lakerholics.com. Plus, Jamie Sweet, the awesome Jamie Sweet, with his five things articles as well. Go ahead and be part of the conversation. Check out what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. And always, you can go ahead and check out Laker Tom on Twitter as well. Plus, also as well, Joe Soro, who's probably not the happiest camper right now after the Dodgers, unfortunately, and let's call it like it is, choked their way out of the playoffs. Exactly. Well, you know what? Your Yankees, after the rain delay, they might do the same thing. We're we'll still see. Alive. We're yeah, still keep alive. those. Yeah, I, I'm not a Yankees fan, so I've got no fight in this. But yeah, anyways, go ahead and check out Joe Sorrell as a member of the crew at LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check him out as Fox1947 and be really appreciative if you did. Great conversations about the Lakers always go on at LakersBall.com. Our good friends of the Hoop Pets Podcast Network who always give us a dropout as far as a name drop every now and then. Truly appreciate you doing so. So go ahead and check out what they're doing today at hooppetspod.com. Plus, you can go ahead and support Joe as far as his business. You know, I know you need a lawn out there. If you're in Southern California, if you need a lawn reimagined in the way that Joe Sorrell, only Joe, only Joe Sorrell can do for you, 
please go ahead and check out sinblades.com with a Y that's sinblades.com. Petting my cat said the Dodgers suck. And I want to actually petting my cat. I'm so glad you're here. Wanted to go ahead and mention the fact that I want to thank everyone for the tremendous support of the Lakers Fast Break Fantasy Basketball League. We got a full house and the draft went off like clockwork. Truly appreciate it. Petting my cat. Tried to already go ahead. Said he was inexperienced, but he's already sending me those slick trades. I see what you're doing, man. I see you. I see what you're doing. He tried to get uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo away from me. So, yeah, you're sly, little devil, you. Yeah, I see you petting my cat. You're awesome, man. But, by the way, are you from PV? I just wanted to make sure because I saw that on your team name. I uh, actually am from near the PV area myself, and I went to school in the PV area. So, just want a fair trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. But very sly, very sly, petting my cat, my friend. Great to have you here. Great to have everyone here. But thank you so much for the support from the Lakers Fast Break community as far as the Lakers Fantasy Basketball League. But uh, petting my cat, great having you here. Great having everyone here. The chat's already started. Petting my cat's here. He's ready. He's sitting down. He's getting ready for our season preview because this NBA season, the NBA season is here and it's upon us. It's this week. It's starting on Tuesday with the Lakers going ahead and trying to hopefully derail the Golden State Warriors ring night, hopefully with the victory tomorrow night. We'll talk about that coming up in a bit. But to, before we get into all, all, Richard said, hey guys, how are you? God, the Lakers are really bad SMH. I told you, Richard, it's so bad after the Lakers lost against Sacramento. I lost subscribers. That's how bad it is. But I will say that we are excited for an NBA season preview. I do want to mention that the Lakers went ahead and uh, actually uh, Matt Ryan did make the Lakers roster. That's uh, great for him. Congratulations. We'll see how long he stays on the roster because there's all these moving parts that are going around. A lot of people that got waived, some surprises that were in store that maybe the Lakers might be interested in as a better fit for their team. We'll see going forward. I do know on the injury front, we'll start off with Thomas Bryant, who has a thumb injury and he's day-to-day. We'll also list Russell Westbrook as a day-to-day with his hamstring injury, which I know is going to be a source of much conversation. I know that the some of the star players out there, like Paul George, for an example, are trying to go ahead and give him support. I don't think they're actually really watching him these days, but okay. And I know Russell Westbrook has also been quoted recently as saying that he thinks he's a good shooter. And, you know, confidence is a key. That's great, but results also matter as well, so... There you go. But he is day-to-day listed right now with a hamstring injury. So he's iffy for tomorrow night against Golden State. And so is Thomas Bryant. I will say the biggest injury news is Dennis Schroeder, who got all of, what, six to nine minutes in his only action in the preseason before injuring his finger. He had surgery on it and will be out three to four weeks. Richard says, I'll never stop watching, but it's painful. Yes, it is. I'm getting worried if Russ gets a serious injury, we won't be able to trade him. Well, Richard, if the team... Yeah, that won't matter. It won't matter if he's... Nobody's trading for the player. Yeah, if he blows out a knee, if he blows out an elbow, I don't think they're trading for the actual player part of it. They're actually trading for the fact that $47 million would come off the books. 
that's more attractive unfortunately well, we could get an injury exception that might be very valuable yeah that that's a good point that's a very good point i don't want to wish for russ to get hurt but no no we would not I'd want that wish yeah. for him not to play yeah, that's that's probably the better of the two scenarios there. But yes, Richard, uh, nobody's training for Russell the Westbrook the player. If that was the case and he's playing well enough, I think we'd probably want to keep him on the team and then just go ahead and just say, you know, we'll keep the $47 million off the books at the end of the year. But I don't expect him as what we've seen already from the preseason and the fact that he was already demoted. Uh, you know, we don't know if the demotion's going to realigned, stick. realigned. Re- Dem- I'm going to call it demoted. I'm going to say <laughs> demoted. You call it what you want. I call it what I want. He was demoted to bench duty in that only game, and before he suffered the injury, conveniently just a few minutes into his first shift as coming off the bench. I will say with Russell Westbrook, we don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing going forward. We'll see what happens. I will say that I do appreciate everyone out there watching and listening. So we'll keep you up to date on what Russell Westbrook's status is. If he plays tomorrow night, again, it's kind of iffy. And if he's coming off the bench, no one seems to know 100% for sure. But, of course, Darvin Ham and the limited number of minutes that he did play off the bench, Darvin Ham was convi- you know, was very uh, supportive and uh, positive on that. So we'll see what happens there. But Laker Tom is here. First one up. First man here. Again, we're trying to see if we can get Joe Sorrell on, who may be very sad right now about what happened with the Dodgers. But Laker Tom in the middle of a rain delay right there with the, with the Yankees. So he has graciously joined us for the NBA season preview. Before we get into the nitty gritty, and I'm still lining things up as far as what many of our crew went ahead and, and listed out as their choices for the Eastern Western Conference Heading into this season, let's start off with the Lakers first. Not telling everybody where you pick them in line, just getting an overall feel coming out of preseason. We saw the fact that they lost to Sacramento by combined 77 points, I believe is the... 47 points. Well, no, what the, What was the first loss when they lost by 30? Oh, yeah. I think that was 30, so it would be 77. Yeah, they had 77 points. You know, <laughs> obviously that's not too encouraging, but... Your overall thoughts about the team heading into this NBA season? You know, there's the Lakers are an incredible chaotic mix of very positive things and very negative things. Um, and the problem is, is that the front office, we haven't seen anything to give us any confidence that the decision-making going forward is going to be any more inconsistent than it's been in the past. Um, you know, some great decisions and some great moves. You know, you get LeBron James, you get Anthony Davis, you win a championship. Um, but but still, things just don't. It's as if the Lakers want to do things their way, regardless of the fact that the game has changed, um, the competition level has changed with teams. Teams like the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors not caring at all about what the luxury tax bill is going to be. They're going to spend whatever they need to spend. Um, And that's going to leave the Lakers, if they continue the same financial habits as they've done in the past, even including Dr. Buss, it's going to leave the Lakers at a huge disadvantage. Um, And more and more as bigger money gets into the game and you you get players like the Clippers, you know, all of a sudden they're going to do the same thing, you know. Um, and you, right now there's only three or four teams that are all outbidding the Lakers as far as how much they'll spend in luxury taxes, but that number is going to get greater and greater. 
And then you look at what's going on with the Lakers. When you come down to making a critical decision, probably the biggest decision personnel-wise, what to do with Russell Westbrook that the franchise has faced, you know, in years, and a decision that not only affects the current year, but has great ramifications down the road into the post-LeBron era and so forth. And the Lakers at that point in time, where most most organizations and that have strong leadership and and hopefully are led by somebody with some vision of where the business is going, most of those businesses will basically narrow down who's making the decisions and 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 really focus on the fact that somebody's got to make somebody's got to be decisive. Instead, the Lakers, Rob Palinka throws his hands up and says, well, we're going to have to make sure that everybody agrees 100% on what we're doing or we're not going to take a chance. It's just too big of a gamble for that. This is one of those gambles where everybody's got everybody's to chime in and say that's okay. And obviously some people didn't. Probably the two new people who were brought into the, into the decision-making process, which were Joey and Jesse Buss, who basically value draft picks, I'm sure, more than anybody else in the franchise since that's been their main source of impact. There's a lot of troubling situation with the Lakers and 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 Darvin Ham even. Um, it's disturbing that neither Thomas Bryant nor uh, Damian Jones could win the starting center spot, even though they were almost handed the job. And we've had to go to Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, who's talking in the third party, saying the coach knows AD doesn't want to play the five; he wants to play the four. I mean, but I'll play the five. Yeah, right. Okay, so now he's playing the five simply because the guys that we've recruited and brought in for the four couldn't do the job and we wouldn't make the trade for Miles Turner. So we're now in a situation where we're going to burn, what, at the minimum 20 games, the yeah. fifth of the season, to find out where we are. We'll be 5-20, and 5-15 and 15 at the end of that, that period. Um, it all comes down to LeBron and AD. I predicted the Lakers are going to win half their first 10 games simply because I think LeBron and AD will be great. Um, not great enough for us to win eight and two or seven and three, but enough to win five and five. Um, and that'll be a good start for the team. Um, and again, I just worry about what's one game matter, what's two games matter, what does three names matter. But the Lakers seem to be able to have things influence them that shouldn't. Short-term things seem to be influencing what should be long-term, major, well-thought-out decisions that that just sort of fit a a mold that you've set for what kind of team you want to build, what kind of franchise you want to be, how important it is to win. Um, and the Lakers don't have a lot of the answers to any of those questions right now, which makes it a very worrisome season to go into. Um, so I have them as a lot of, I have them as a playing team, you know, at best. And at worst, they could even slide below the playing team and, and not be, uh, not be a lottery team. A lottery team for the New Orleans Pelicans, of course, since they have these flop rights for our draft pick this year. Yeah. So we can't even tank if we want to. Yeah. Well, we could tank and hope for the number two pick that because the Pelicans might have a bad year too, you know. Uh, I don't know. They got a lot of talent on that team. So <laughs> I, I think uh, that's pushing our luck. You know, we're, what's, what, here's the irony of the whole thing. For one good trade, one great trade, from being able to solve the problem and having a team that has more than a puncher's chance, has a fair chance if, if LeBron and AD are healthy 
to really go and do a lot of damage. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, that there's no doubt now that the Indiana Pacers are tanking. So the Lakers need to, you know, the Lakers need to make a call to the Pacers and make that adjustments because waiting for Draymond Green, waiting for Kyrie Irving, waiting for Zach Levine, all of these types of things just don't seem to me to be the smart way to build a team. Um, I want players that complement LeBron and AD rather than take away minutes and touches. I think that, again, seeing everybody's comments in as far as what we're seeing already, uh, <laughs> two and eight is uh, very realistic as far as from the chat room already. And that's not a good sign when most of the chat room is already just really disappointed. The real stat everybody should ask is what is the over and under as far as when we're going to trade Russell Westbrook? Because it's fascinating because each one of those numbers that you pick for that over and under, how many how many games left in the season, so forth. You can really get a pretty good idea of what the record would be and how hard it would be for the team to come back. I mean, if you start off five and fifteen, yeah, you know, or seven and twenty for the first twenty-seven games, which takes you to December fifteenth. Yeah, man, that's a, that's that's going to be a hard road to get back into being even a playing team at that point. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like It has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there in the chat, everyone there listening out there, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, everybody watching on YouTube for being part of our NBA season preview. But I have something special for you guys. For the first time in weeks, I have both Laker Tom and Joe Soro here by viewers' requests. We've seen it on Twitter. We've seen it out on YouTube. I wish Laker Tom and Joe Soro could get back on the air together. You know what? I got them back on the air together indeed, but he is back. Go ahead and make sure you go ahead and get your lawn reimagined today by Sinblades.com. That's Sinblades with the Y.com. It is my good friend, the man, uh, one of the guys behind 
LakersBall.com. It's Ox1947, a guy who's not too thrilled about what went on in the weekend. Can't say I, I had as bad a weekend as you because, you know, I had a bachelor party, as everybody saw, on Friday night, which, of course... I won all three races. I will say that at go kart. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say that it was a very fun wedding, and I destroyed my legs and body on the dance floor after that because I'm really feeling my age as of today. But here today to talk about what's going on today. Good man indeed. It is Joe Sorrow. Joe, first of all, thank you for always, always for coming back to us. I know again this weekend was a hard one for you with regards to the LA Dodgers, but great to have you here, my friend. Getting into it, uh, before we get into everybody's picks and go into the Western Eastern Conference, your thoughts on the Lakers as they're heading into another season? It's starting like it normally does. We have an injury to a, what would be a main character on the team for three to four weeks. So I'm not really looking forward to tomorrow. <laughs> but there is a little hope in that for some weird reason, even in the 17, 19, 26, 27, when teams of the last decade, they seem to always play well against the Warriors. So I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck a win out just because of that. Uh, Wing night, man. Anything can happen. Yeah, and that's going to play a part too. But every time I say that, uh, my team always loses anyways. I, I've, I've had a couple of those instances in football when I would think. You lost on ring night. Yeah. And, yeah, and and it's just – and I, the issue isn't one game. This is not the NFL. This is a – this is going to be a marathon that we're going to be trailing probably the whole year. Uh, everything would have to be perfect, and even in currently – with it's currently set up, with its current setup, as I should say, is it's not, it's just not a very, a very uh, formidable team. I shouldn't say they're not very good. You still have two really good basketball players on there that can do some damage, but um, you know, it's, it's just not, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. And I'm trying to figure out a way to explain things for the hundredth time without repeating myself. Well, I mean, coming off that a 47-point, a very embarrassing 47-point loss, I mean, I know that everybody in Lakers land was really depressed about that. And, it, I mean, you, there's no way you can say that, you know, maybe that's just ex- exhibition. You just leave that all behind. Maybe the Lakers weren't just going through the motions. Maybe they can provide something better when they head into Golden State. So, we – The last exhibition game. That's really all you can the, put the, for it. Yeah. This constant quitting by these guys. I mean, these guys are quitters. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to say LeBron is a big part of that. And AD is a big part of that because these guys are the leaders of this team. I remember Kobe not shooting in game seven of the 2006 first round against Phoenix. This is the game after... Kwame Brown wasn't putting full effort in to get a rebound. Otherwise, we would have won that series, right? And Kobe got flack for that for a while, for quitting on his team. And that was one game that I can remember Kobe not playing up to his standards or whatever you want to call it. But this is a team that's quitting almost every other day, every other game. There is no... 
pride. There is no wanting to get through the hard parts. And that's, and, and if, if, if that's the case, then I don't see any other reason than commenting on what they are. And we're going to be commenting on this if we're going to be honest with each other and honest to our viewers. We're, we're going to be repeating the fact that they are quitters and they don't really care about winning. Don't I don't think about- you can judge them that harshly, Joe. It's it's preseason, man. And it was the last preseason game. Um, they knew that AD wasn't playing. So you get just got LeBron playing there. You knew LeBron wasn't going to play a whole game. Um, you know, they, it's it's not what you want to see, you know, but I don't necessarily think that you can draw too many conclusions from from the. Oh, from the I believe I, I believe like I believe I can, and I, and this is not a, this is not exclusive to sports. There are things that I have come across in recent years, and it's a, it's a very good feeling to know that. Your observation skills become so keen on knowing what what is about to happen that you get yourself out of out of trouble. You get yourself out of situations where you're not going to deal with the headache of things. I'm trying to keep it basic here. I'm not going to go into specifics because I don't want to veer off this thing. But this is a small portion of that. This is sports. This is entertainment. It's not changing our lives uh, internally with our families and friends. But what I see in a small little piece here, and this is not just this year, Tom, this is, this has been going on for a while. This team is not, this team does not see the obstacle as something they can get over. The second they get a little bit of a feeling, okay, let's give it a shot. And then as soon as a little adversity hits, boom, they just, release the water and give up just flush the flush the whole thing that's why you're seeing these little spurts at the beginning of the game where they're playing well and they're leading and then as soon as the other team adjusts and all of a sudden they start making shots they start closing down lanes they start blocking some shots whatever and start giving a little bit of a challenge they quit it's like punching a bully well, I, I think that that's an excellent description of what happened to last year's team because I think that they got to a point where they no longer knew how to win a game. And every game they played, there, it was like they expected that at some key point in the game, things were going to go awry. Shots would not fall or the other team would get hot and so forth. But, you know, I, I, saw, I saw more promising things from this team in preseason in the young players. Um, I thought none played very well. I thought LeBron and AD at moments looked like top five players, which is what we want out of them. Um, we had that excellent game, you know, by uh, the, the new signee, our 15th player, 15th Matt man, Ryan. Matt Ryan. And so that was good to see. Um, there've been some disappointments for sure. Um, the centers, the starting centers that were going to allow us to play two bigs like the Bucks, that didn't happen. Um, but I, I've so far I've been fairly positively impressed with the spacing that I've seen. Even though we didn't shoot, the spacing is better with Ham's offense. Um, 
defensively, we'll have to see how we do. You know, I mean, I, I still haven't seen anything to give me a feeling that they can play great defense. Um, and and a lot of it, I I put to the simple fact that we we lack we lack size in the forward positions. You know, we don't have any wings to back up LeBron and AD. And our starting center is is a problem because we lose positional size by moving AD to the five and LeBron to the four. We really need to trade for Turner and Yield, and that solves all of those problems and gives us a much better team. And, and eventually we will. The only question is how many games will be left in a season by the time we finally end up doing that, you know? Yeah. And will there be enough to recover? You know, I mean, LeBron – LeBron is being incredibly patient and totally believes that if if he can get into the playoffs with a healthy AD next to him and a pretty good roster behind him, you know, it doesn't matter where they land. They have a chance. They're going to be the team that nobody wants to play in a seven-game series. Now, man, that's a long, hard, arduous way to get there. As far as I'm concerned, I'd call up the Pacers right now and give them the damn two picks. But, you know, they're going to play it out. They're going to see if, you know, can can we all of a sudden maybe steal a Draymond Green in a trade with, you know, a trade for Beverly and Beverly and Walker the fourth and and uh, Jones, for example, works in a trade machine. You got Kyrie if something just goes crazy with Kyrie and in and, and Brooklyn and you got a situation there that you can happen. Zach Levine supposedly last summer was thinking about trying to force a trade to the Lakers. So it's it's like we're it's like what we've done is put the put the Pacers on hold and said yeah we're, we'll, maybe we'll come back to you but maybe we won't we're just going to wait and see what happens and hope something big and surprising pops up because it generally has in the past in the NBA um, and you know we'll see what happens I mean if the only one I think does have the possibility is I think there is a chance that the Lakers might decide that uh, to let. Russ's contract expires, save the two picks and spend the money on Draymond Green next summer. And uh, well, let me ask you this, though. Is that a good move? Because, you know, he's starting to show some signs of age. Uh, You know, whenever he was sat down during the NBA finals, I know people say he could still be one of the top 10 defensive players in the league. But he is getting up there for a guy who can't shoot and help you in certain ways offensively. He does so many other things. Plus, he may not be the exact right fit for your basketball team. Yeah, but you could put him at center and you would have the the most elite front court defense in the entire league. And and even even as a point forward, he is he is just superb. You know, you have two passers like him and him, him and him and LeBron in the game. I I happen to believe very strongly that the Warriors the Warriors basically they've given out contracts that are going to raise their payroll and luxury tax bill to over a half a billion dollars. I mean, they're they're The Lakers are going to be left so far behind salary talent wise. It's just impossible. You know, I like the idea of Draymond on the Lakers. I, I, I think that that's, that's really, you know, I mean, that's that's something that could definitely happen. I personally probably would prefer Turner and Heal because I think that solves two problems. And 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 you're not going to get. I, I don't know how you deal. You know what the, the the situation of trying to trade for the Warriors can't take Westbrook because even in a short term that would cost them you know, 
hundred million dollars in luxury taxes just for Russell's contract as they let it expire. So you'd have to have a third team involved and it starts to get cracked crazy then. So, I mean, it makes sense that the, you know, he's a, he's a guy, for example, if the Lakers can get 30 to 35 million in cap space, then he's a $30 million guy. He's making 27 now, 24 now or 27, I guess is his, his option next year. So you give him a three year, $30 million contract and it's, 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 probably a winning combination you know you add him to to ad and and lebron and and just the players we have since you're not trading and giving up anything he's a quality addition man i mean he's a big that can do everything that you want to do and he can guard he can guard five positions you theoretically have three players bigs who can guard five positions yeah well Again, I, it all depends on what type of uh, Draymond Green. He is going to play for contract, so he's obviously yeah, going to try know, to I mean, at the season. Listen, here. We are, we're, we're, rooting for, we're rooting for Dennis Schroeder. We're rooting for Patrick Beverly. Come on. Tell me you can't root for Draymond Green, winner of five NBA championships. I'm not saying it regards the individual, Tom. I'm just saying at this stage of his career, plus you remember, you know, the old adage in regards to Draymond Green. He wouldn't have won this year without Draymond. And I understand that, but there was the finals game where he was ineffective and he was benched for a period of time. Plus also as well, there's the old adage as I, as many NBA analysts have has speculated, is he going to be that same kind of player on any of the other 29 teams? Not, that's, that's I, I think that, and I think that's a valid concern, yeah. except that I think that it's, you know, it's LeBron, LeBron, LeBron and Dre on the same team will figure it out, man. If anybody in the league can figure out how to make something work, the two of them together is unstoppable. I'm hope so. Again, you know, you're talking about I mean, you know, another and, player and, in his mid thirties. Lakers for the Lakers to get a star, it's probably going to be one of these quirky ones. Yeah, it's not going to be Zach Levine or or Damian Lillard, man. No, it's going to be Ben Simmons or or Dave Draymond Green or you know, it's going to be somebody where there's controversy around them. And he does have a great relationship with LeBron, and, and he's a clutch client. And he's also in his mid thirties, which seems to be the, <laughs> the right, well, in the, right in that realm, right in that, right yeah. in that box where we check off. Oh, mid thirties. Yes. Formerly a great player. Check. Yes. Formerly this. Yeah. You yes. know, but we've chosen the route that we chose, you know, yeah, this is true. This is and, all too true. And we went with the LeBron and AD and, and we blew it last year and, and, I swear we almost, I think we may have blown it this year if we don't get Eildon Turner. If we lose Eildon Turner because of of the hesitation by the by the Bus Brothers, uh, it's really going to be disappointing for the franchise. Because this, this franchise, this entire roster, was built with the understanding that the only place where they were going to get shooting was by trading Westbrook. They knew they couldn't get shooters for minimum salaries. So they knew it had to come. It wasn't going to come from free agent. It was going to come from the trade. And by not making that trade, they're talking about that trade could bring for sure the third and fourth best players on this team. Immediately wow. takes whoever was third and fourth now and shoves them down to fifth and sixth. Yeah. Takes two guys out of the starting lineup and shoves them into the reserves, which makes the reserves three times better than they were before. You just can't build a roster with 
two superstars making max money and uh, and 13 guys that are making the minimum. Well, I will say again that I'm looking forward to seeing what the season plays out. When it comes to Draymond Green, again, because Andrew Wiggins and also Jordan Poole were signed to multi-year deals and he wasn't or hasn't as of this recording, obviously some very concerning signs for him staying as a warrior. Does that mean, again, he'll jump to the Lakers or another team? We'll wait and see. Uh, Jim's wording, I think, is that more in line with what you're thinking, Joe, is what Jim was putting out there in the chat? And thank you so much for everybody for being part of the chat. Is that Tom? Great yeah, way to say it, Jim. That's uh, great. He's a petulant, whiny man-child who's overrated and uh, overpaid. No Pat Bev 2.0. Well, it, it, it's... Uh, I, I can't say it as well as 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 I would have liked to on the expression with Jim, so I apologize for that. But, yeah, definitely is some great thoughts right there for you. Yeah, I was going to give Jim uh, some credit here. I, yeah. I uh, Draymond at $15 million a year for three years might be something I could I could accept. But uh, five rings. He's got four. But, but they were in the past. We're talking. But the, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, this team needs to make a decision now. The the one positive that he would probably bring is he would be up in your grill. Yes. So that would be good. The issue is you can't give him a max deal because th- there's no depth on no, this he team. Wouldn't get, he wouldn't need a max deal. You, you'd probably give him a deal that's like twenty, thirty to thirty million a year. Yeah, you can't do that. Good. You're essentially killing your team with. But isn't Freeville. your shooting issue still apparent there? Yes, even if you it sign is. Him? He was abhorrent mm-hmm. in the well, finals I think, up I until think the last game. That he makes that up for it. You know, I, I think that the the only valid argument that really makes any sense is the, is the one that Joe brought up that there are certain teams where he's got to be on a team that 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 number one wants to share the ball on offense and wants to play aggressive, coordinated, heavy switching defense where you're doing double switches and rotations and so forth, because that's what he does best, which is certainly what LeBron does when he's playing center field, you know? So it's, it's again, just a valuation of, 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 see the key to me with LeBron James and Anthony Davis is not to put a third star or fourth star in there who are going to take away touches and, and points and, and instead to focus on getting players who are stars in their particular roles and surrounding them with guys that can do that. A great shot blocker who can shoot from outside as a center in Miles Turner, you know, or, or a high percentage, high volume three-point shooter like Buddy Heald, who's going to make you four threes every single game. I mean, the Lakers went through the season and, and there were over 20 games out of the 82 where they did not even hit four three pointers in the game. Mm-hmm. These are games where they would be dramatically changed when you have some, nobody leaves buddy heel open, you know, like they do all of the guys on the Lakers. So we just need to, we just need to make some moves because the current team, everybody knows the current team is not the team that will be here by February 9th. The question is just, how long do we wait before we actually make the trade and who do we trade him for? Do we sacrifice and give up the two picks and bring back Turner and heel, which is going to be the best we can get, or do we take a lesser package just because we can get, have to only pay one pick. <laughs> Blue magic said, because uh, Troy Brown jr. Is still out with a back injury. I 
they've neglected to go ahead and mention him because he's been out for since training camp pretty much started. Uh, Thomas Bryant with a thumb injury and Dennis Schroeder all ruled out for tomorrow's game. Westbrook's status is still iffy with the hamstring. He anticipates when you Gabriel, JDA, and Damian Jones to get plenty of run. <laughs> I don't know what that says. It doesn't say very much good, but yeah, I, I know that uh, that's yeah, not garbage the, time because we're ahead or we're behind. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, and again, everybody's venting on the chat room. I will say you guys are tremendous in the chat room. Keep it going. I think we have the best chat room, I think, of any Lakers-related fan board or YouTube or anywhere else. I think there's no better place to go than Lakers Fast Break. Once again, it's Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro and Laker Tom. We're here for our NBA season preview. We first wanted to go ahead and touch on the Lakers first and foremost and what works looking forward to and maybe not so looking forward to coming this season. I know everybody's just right now, you know, just sharing your thoughts. They're venting out, but you guys have been tremendous again in the chat room. When you see the support that we have is so tremendous, even in times like these, when we know that the Lakers do not look like, at least on the surface, to have this kind of positive spin as far as the, the, the season is concerned. Joe, what are the things that you take from it as far as as a Lakers fan when you see this kind of support that you're getting right now on the chat room? The Lakers are a global brand. There are fans in every state, every country. So the pressure of being a a Laker is it comes from that. We care. We we're used to winning. We're used to having a, a well-oiled machine for a, a, an organization, and we haven't had that. We we don't have we don't have a smart. I should say smart. We don't have a group of capable people running the business, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, you have players that aren't able to grab that little whatever you got to kind of push over to the next spot. I I, I just don't have any confidence in, in LeBron and AD to be great leaders, to inspire what they have to win. They're not going to do what Michael Jordan did to Bill Winnington and, and – uh, I wouldn't say Joe Klein, but definitely, you know, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, that type of thing. Um, Secondary type players, marginal players that looked much better when a a leader is guiding you versus not. Right. And, and the Lakers are just, I'm just, I'm trying to find the words so I can keep it kind of gentle. Yeah. And that's probably why I'm fumbling my, my talk right now and, and try not to be insulting too, because uh, what I really want to say is this team sucks <laughs> and it will continue to suck all year. And you no more dancing around the tulips, you, my you, friend. You, you won't see, you won't, you will see much worse as the, the year goes on because you have players that don't really care. <laughs> LeBron, LeBron is going to break Kareem's record. AD's won in every level he's been at. He could yeah. go into the Hall of Fame and be fine. There is some content there. You can see it. You can see that AD's content with who he is. He is not going to push any further to try to be great. And right now, the evidence is there. I can prove it. 
You can sit there and say it's a preseason game, but I heard that way too many times in my life, and we all saw what happened there on all those all those examples. If you don't care about practice, if you don't care about the preparation part of this, guys, again, this is coming from what I've heard from the greats. Guys that practice hard. In pr- some of the games in practice, from what I heard, were more competitive than the games. That's where the hard work starts. That's where the preparation starts. And then you talk about the preseason. Well, preseason should be even more because you're starting to play opponents and you're starting yeah. to get scaled up to the to the season, right? So I'm not going to buy the fact that this is something that's meaningless. It is me. It, it is meaningful. It's preparation. It's getting your mindset for a long marathon of 82 games. Now, most of these guys are pansies. They're going to play only about 55. But nonetheless, this is an important part of the prep process. And right now they have shown diddly squat. They have shown that they are in no way going to put the extra effort in to try to play well. They're going to probably start making excuses and they're going to start getting injured here. They already have. And they're going to be the malcontents that they've been. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I'm pointing that out. And for those who take this negatively, you can sit and spin and if you don't like it, then go watch uh, Happy Teddy Bears on YouTube, whatever it is that you want. Yes, we won in 2020, but that was two years ago, and I don't give a flying rat's ass about 2020 anymore. I'm already pretty irritable already from this weekend. Yes, it, it's starting to come back. It really settled in yesterday morning, and I thought watching uh, the Steelers beat Brady, which wasn't you know the norm for years, would kind of calm me down, but it didn't. It actually made it worse. So we are going to prepare, or I'm going to prepare, to be, to be spitting venom for the next six months. And I want everyone to know that I am going to take, I'm going to probably be spitting that venom on the guys that are making the big money because that's their job. Their job is to motivate and get your team right. Now, if you're competitive and you try your hardest and you lose, that's one thing. But when you quit, like the quitters that they've shown, I have no respect for you. Uh, and I can't say I blame you. I mean, it's just, you know, it's right now is a very tough time. We're going to have to go through a very tough season. It does not look like it's going to project any other way, especially if the Lakers are holding on, waiting for a magical trade to happen. I think the deals, maybe as it goes along because of the tanking, that which might we might, we'll probably, we'll see, from maybe even more than expected teams right now, I think that could mean if the Lakers do, I don't know, I guess if they just play at a 500 level, they can go ahead and maybe office, maybe even get a better deal thrown their way than what we've seen so far. That's a possibility because, again, I think we're going to see several teams tanking, even some that we didn't expect at first. Laker, Tom, I know you are infatuated with getting that Indiana deal. And again, they're good players. Heald has issues on defense. He can shoot well, but shoots 40% from three. But again, there's defensive issues. With Miles Turner, again, defensive, he's he's obviously, you know, led the league in block shots right there for you. But he's never really expanded his game enough to where he's become someone reliable on the offensive end. So they each come with little things right there. But together, they could still make an imprint on the Lakers that could move them up but not clearly up to that next level. I mean, am I right on that? Or you think that they getting them, I know we've discussed this back and forth, but at this point, no, I, what I, just I means on the team think, now, do you think I that they would actually. Think that they, I actually think that they would be 
the perfect fit for what the Lakers need. And in that neither one of them is going to do anything to detract from LeBron James or Anthony Davis performing like superstars. In fact, what they're going to do is make it easier for them to do that Hmm. by allowing them to play in a position where they have positional size advantage by playing the four and three instead of the five and the four and by giving them spacing, which comes from the shooting, Um, as well as no matter how you say it, Anthony Davis does not want to play center. He wants to play four. He wants to be on the perimeter where he can attack and play like a guard. And he really should. That's if you want to build your offense around him, then you want him to be able to do that. And the way to do that is to have Miles Turner playing center so he can play the four and LeBron or he can play the three and LeBron can play the four. It's the trade that is at this point in time, the least that the Lakers can come away with and have a successful season. Now, if they can manage to somehow trade for a disgruntled Draymond Green or Kyrie Irving or uh, whatever other combination you look out there, if something like that falls in place where Zach Levine all of a sudden says he's going to demand a trade or, or, you know, Damian Lillard, whoever. I mean, you're hoping for something like that to happen, but we should find out probably in the first 10 games how long the patience of the Lakers is going to be and, and how many losses you're going to do. Because if they start, if, let's say if they go three and seven in the first 10 games or two and eight in the first 10 games, uh, all of a sudden that changes the whole story because you have, to, you have to start now looking to make a trade right away. You can't sit around and wait till December 15th one third of the season is gone then, or February 9th at the trade deadline, two thirds of the season is over. Sure, there'll be guys willing to pick up Russ's contract at that point in time, maybe not even for a draft pick. But you only have, you are already going to be two thirds of the way through the season. 60 games, you're going to be what, 15 and 35 or something like that? You're going to have a horrible record at that point in time. There's going to be no way you can recover and make the playoffs or make even the play-in tournament if you start off with that. So the Lakers are going to reach a point really quickly in these first few games. If they don't come if they don't come out and play well, and if they come out and play small, which is what they're going to do, and they get killed on the boards and killed in points in the paint, then that's going to ring alarm bells real fast. And they're going to have to make a move or else they're going to be so deep in the hole by the time they trade – Russell Westbrook, that they will have no chance of making the play-in tournament. They should have made that trade before the season and before the start of camp. And they should make that trade as soon as possible. You say they're looking for a better trade. You know what they're really looking for? They're looking for a trade that doesn't cost as much. They're not looking for a better trade. And that's the problem with this team and spending money and investing in it is that they don't are willing to do what other teams they're competing with are willing to do. And from that standpoint, I'll join Joe viciously on every move that's made that turns out that shows that the Lakers don't have the same value of winning as they have claimed they have had in the past. I don't care whether Dr. Buss paid luxury taxes or not. The simple truth is if you want to stay, if you want to keep up with Brooklyn 
and and Golden State and the Clippers right now, you better be able to spend money the way that they do, or you aren't going to have as good a team. I've waited, win. I've waited three years, three long years for Laker Tom to turn to the dark side, and it's finally happened. <laughs> <laughs> if this was a glass, it's it's turning. It's turning. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> the glass is actually now almost getting empty with Laker Top. And you know what's bad when Laker Top is actually uh, starting to get a little pessimistic. Just one of my fa- one Rock. of my favorite lines Wait, in Rocky Five. Braid. One of the one of the best lines in Rocky Five is George Washington Duke was a which was a playoff of Don King. At the time, I know a lot of you youngsters don't really remember Don King. Don King was arguably the greatest promoter in boxing ever and was a showman. And the character in Rocky V was a kind of like a, a spoof of him trying to get Rocky to fight Tommy Morrison or Tommy Gunn in the movie. So he says this line where everybody's saying this and everybody's saying that. He's like, let's stop talking fantasy. Let's talk reality. And this goes into his speech. And I just, as a kid, imagine that as a kid. I'm 12 years old, and that made an impact on me at 12. And it, it followed me throughout my adolescence and my adulthood. And it's never never been more true than a fake world that we live in, where we have a bunch of Instagram. I was almost going to spill a word out there. <laughs> fake fakers who are giving us this glamour life that they have. That's amazing, and they're got the nice lighting and all the all the nice stuff going on, and this, and you know, doing this, and you know, oh yeah, this is where I am on the boat, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And then that kind of starts to permeate into the other people, you know, basketball, football, actors, all that stuff. Because, you know, they want to get clicks and they want to make money from all the, you know, followers and all that. Well, in the end, if you're a fake, what difference does it make? You know, isn't that why they're all doing dope and offing themselves, right? So... Let's uh, let's let's be that let's be that show that really really tells the audience and tells people what is happening. Let's tell the truth. You know, we're not we're not being held by some producer telling us, "Well, guys, we're losing in the ratings against Laker Nation. We need to do something and get more eyes and ears on this." I think authenticity is the greatest talent that you can have if you can either have it already or develop it. And I believe that if we continue to be authentic, we are not only going to bring an audience that's going to like it, we are going to, again, bring back some credibility in what we are saying. Why are we here? You know, we weren't hired by anyone. We weren't hired by CBS, NBC, or any of these big companies. We're just a bunch of people that got on a podcast and start talking basketball. But if we want to have some substance here and actually have you know, a following that, that, that respects us, even the ones that don't like us, then you might as well start showing that you do have the talent to deliver a message. If the Lakers are winning, we will be optimistic. And not only if they're, and if they're not winning, I'm also going to pay attention to how they're losing. If you're losing like a coward, like they are now, you're going to hear me say it. If you're busting your rear end and you're losing, that is okay, guys. 
But there's a difference. I've seen it. You've seen teams play their hearts out and lose. You commend them. They tried. It just didn't go your way. But this is different. This is spineless stuff. And I want to I wanna just stick that screwdriver in until something pops. Either you just got to make sure to get the right target, though, because sometimes it's not the players. Sometimes it's the guys who chose the players or the coaching, coaching it, the players. It, it can be both. It can be both. And, again, when you, when you talk about, like, right now, there's an issue going on in Green Bay with, with Aaron Rodgers, right? And I know football is different than basketball because football has a harder is a hard cap uh, league. So if if a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers is going to and he didn't complain about this, I'm just saying if he did, I'm using it as an example. If he's upset that he doesn't have talent on the team, well, unfortunately, Aaron, when you make fifty million dollars, it's not going to leave you a lot of room to go get talent. So that's kind of how that goes in this situation. You know, guys like LeBron, guys like AD, I'm not telling, I'm not saying take a pay cut, but if you're going to be the greatest of all time, you know, you're going to have to do some things like motivate your team to win. Otherwise. But you mentioned it, it, you know, the NFL is a hard cap, but with the NBA, you see teams like what's going on with the Golden State Warriors. And this was frustrates. And I, I, this is the only one of the rare times I will try to speak for Laker Tom is that it's frustrating when you see Golden State writing these checks that yes i understand a new deal tv deals on the way and i understand that the salary cap is going to be structured differently and i understand that there might actually be rules in place that might benefit golden state down the road but they're still writing out checks for quite a bit and saying you know what we're going to reevaluate later whether or not we're going to be still a competitive team and we should still keep these guys on roster whereas you see on the lakers laker tom is frustrated when we see a good player that brings so many intangibles such as Alex Caruso literally ask you and tell you that he's going to take a hometown discount and still he walks away. And that's what's frustrating to us as Laker fans is we see that the Lakers want to spend the money on LeBron, want to spend the money on AD. They'll only go so far. Jeannie Buss and the rest of the Lakers front office, they'll only go so far in what they want to spend. And that's, that's to me, and that to him, and that to you, it seems very frustrating. Am I am that, I correct, Laker Tom? Yep. The, yeah, there's this there's this thing where you don't want to sign someone. How about show them some respect, especially someone like Caruso, who busted his rear end for you, who's back and forth in the G League and the regular team and going and, and trying to really make his worth something for you to enhance something for you to use in a championship run which he did we don't val- we don't value continuity at all is the problem we don't itself. value people you know, we don't value have, respect you can't build chemistry and continuity with a brand new roster how about have some respect respect how about call how about genie or rob call caruso and say look alex we're gonna go with tail and horton tucker He's six years younger than you. We think he's got a lot of potential. We absolutely appreciate everything you've done. And we wish you well, but we're going to go a different route. Now, I can also say that maybe that did happen. We didn't hear about it, but it didn't sound like it when they talked to Alex. What does that tell you guys? What does that tell you? That little thing, that little thing, that little thing of respect 
communication. Million dollars in luxury tax that he would cost. That's fine. That's what you can tell him. As a, 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 respect the man. Respect them. Have, be I a professional. Him, I think he understood that too. You know. But, you know. Be a professional. I, yeah. I know it's about money, but how about doing the right thing, like communicating and saying, Alex, we can't keep you both because it's thirty million dollars. And I'm not upset. I am not upset that the Lakers don't want a luxury tax of thirty million dollars. That doesn't upset me. Okay, it doesn't. Well, that's me. Well, if it's if it's for a Damian Lillard in his prime, yes. Not for an Alex Caruso. You can't, that makes sense. That, you can't attribute it to one player. You basically have to basic. You basically have to understand what the rules are now today. To today to compete for a championship, and the rules are, you're going to pay a lot of luxury taxes, man. It's that simple. You want to compete with the Clippers. You want to compete with the Warriors. You want to compete with the Nets. Then you better be willing to pay fifty to a hundred to two hundred thousand to two hundred million in luxury taxes. They're already going to be over $200 million in luxury taxes for the Golden State Warriors right now. And that's because have, they're on the repeater tax as well. Dr. Yeah. Buss had said plenty of times in the past, if, if, if we, we win, it's all pay. But the problem is you can't guarantee that this team is going to win. Now, you can't guarantee any team will win, but you, you're, yeah. not, you're not in any way going to – they're not going to yeah, spend yeah, that kind of money on a, on a you, team that you have, might win. You have to build a, you have to build a machine – wins because that's the only way you win in other words you can't worry about your 2027 and 29 draft picks being top five picks because that will only happen if you don't do your job and you don't build a roster that can compete and continue to win maybe they know they're in the same thing you gotta invest money the warriors are doing everything because they know that what really brings money in are the local TV deals and their local stadium deal and the fact that they win championships, they will continue to pack that arena and they will continue to rack big rack profits in the TV contracts. And that will allow them to pay as many luxury taxes as they want to pay. It's going to change the whole rules. And and there, there may be something in the new CBA from the small small market teams that is going to really put a hard cap at some point in time on what, what teams can do to build because the Warriors have basically said, it doesn't matter to us. We're going to build the best team we can. If we have, if we have 10 superstars on the team, we'll have 10 superstars on the team. But you're not going to stop us from spending money to make the team better every opportunity we can, no matter how much luxury taxes are. Everybody so, thought they would quit this year, and then those two contracts came out. So before we get into our picks as far as for the Eastern and Western Conference, I want to go ahead one more thing as far as Russell Westbrook is concerned. I know this is a sore spot for Laker Tom because he keeps on having timelines on when he is going to be dealt. But I'll start with you, Joe. When it comes to Russell Westbrook, do you think he'll be traded and by when as far as a, maybe a guess on that? Because for me, I think he's probably going to wait until February. Uh, I'm hoping I'm wrong, Tom, just to let you know, just off the record. I'm just saying on the record, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm thinking that maybe he, if he does get traded, it won't be until February. I'm now in, firmly in the camp of what uh, Jamie Sweet has said time and time again. Your thoughts, Joe? Do you th- see Westbrook getting traded sooner or later? No. Westbrook will not be traded this year. So just going to choke on the 47. You do realize that we're going to end the year then with 
nobody that we can trade because LeBron and AD will be the only two contracts of consequence that we have. The only way somebody trades for we'll have three draft Russell. picks, we'll have three draft picks, and we won't have any salary matching ability to trade for anybody making more than five million dollars a year. Well, I, only- no, I mean, uh, well, what about uh, Patrick Beverly? Because he's at thirteen or twelve, thirteen. One year left. But this, yeah, yeah, but if he's yeah, but he could be traded. He could be traded. He could be signed and traded in a filler. But he could be signed and traded. He can't be traded. Right. So there's you during the year you can trade during the year during the year right right right. What I'm saying is if 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 you here's the thing if you let if you let everybody expire who's going to be expired. The Lakers are going to have, I think Christie is the only other guy that's going to be on the roster that has a contract. Everybody else is going to be a free agent, which means they could be signed and traded. But you won't have anybody to match salaries. So you won't be able to trade through draft picks. Let's say somebody's wanted to trade for Kyrie Irving. You don't have anybody in-house that you can trade. They would have to sign and trade for people. So that is a big problem. That And and here's the problem. The Lakers have had this problem every single year because they always want this cap space rather than tradable contracts. So the cap space is great when it comes to free agency. If you sign them. They tried with won't. Schroeder. He turned down the contract. Right. A lot of the reasons why they were. Well, he that. says it wasn't a contract now. He's know. full of. Well, that guy's really, so listen, full of it. really not a contract. Why would that be a lie? Why would they lie? Well, Those kind of reports just, were they could have they could have discussed it and narrowed it down to a couple of points, you know. That guy's and, a chump. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, he's it's a chump on it with a three or four week injury, so he's not even going to help us for another month. Yeah, and and again, he was he was a short term response because they thought they were going to trade Russ, you know. So they thought, well, we're going to trade Russ. Let's do that. But then at the last minute, they lost their nerve to trading Russ. And now they're like, you know, well, where do we go? So my answer to your question, Gerald, uh-huh. is yes, they're going to trade Russ, and they're going to trade him before 20 games. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, that's uh, definitely uh, uh, some good thoughts right there. Hoping it would be sooner than later. Uh, again, you know, at this point, Russell Westbrook, you're getting diminishing returns. I know that we're often cited by certain individuals that frequent the show. And thank you for frequenting this show about our uh, disdain for Russell Westbrook. It's not on the person and it's not on the player he once was. It is the player he is now that we're focusing on and what and his can, fit on and his fit on the Lakers. Yeah, and what he, he can and cannot do for the Los Angeles Lakers. And it's, you know, there's a reason why he was demoted to the bench last week. And I'm saying demoted. I'm sorry. Can't get me off that mountain. Demoted to the bench last week is because he's been reassigned to the bench. It's a realignment. It's demote. It's Don't demote. take it as a demotion. It's not a demotion. It's no, a I, realignment. I would be like Westbrook. Say I would that take after me, Russ. Realignment. Too much political correctness in this discussion. Demotion. Demotion. But anyway, you got benched, Russ. Yeah, you got benched, you got man. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. You got chaired. <laughs> modern, modern, there you mo- go. It feels mo- modern, good to say that. Yeah, modern basketball. They sit in chairs. He got chaired onto the bench or yep. chaired on the stuff. Yeah. And the range, uh, yes, the answer is the Clippers are in the luxury tax, just to let you know. So uh, they're, I think they're number three as far as overall, uh, as far as salary cap, if, if I'm yeah, not that's, that's three more of anything they've ever won, so good yeah. for them. Uh, 
I understand, but we'll get to our picks here in a second. So we'll go ahead and hear in a, in a bit. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. I truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. Truly, thank you so much. If you have not yet subscribed to our channel, please, for this season, because we do all the post games, please go ahead and be part of the fun right here by subscribing today so you get the latest notifications, not only when we do the post games, but when we do side shows like this, extra episodes always coming at you all the time. So go ahead and be part of the fun by subscribing today to us on YouTube. Plus, again, we lost subscribers after the Lakers lost by 47. So we need all the help we can get right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But before we head on out and to cover another great period of time here, and thanks so much again for everybody in the chat room. You guys, uh, I truly appreciate the Lakers Fast Break community being the best Lakers community out there in the Lakers sphere. So props to you guys out there. It is truly appreciated. But, but uh, you know, see, I'm being nice, Joe. I'm being kind. I know you're making that face and all that, but uh, you know, I know you're a little bit on edge after what happened this weekend. I'll just, you know, leave it at that. So, better relief pitching, more timely offense. Blame and burn those Dodgers, man. Yeah, goes to is show that... you spending the money don't matter, guys. Hey, yeah. baseball, baseball is so unfair, man. 162 games, right here. 162 this, games, and you go out in a five-game series. Jesus. This, oh, this, my gosh. This. Again, so have, gonna... when this is not here, go cowards. Yes. Makes cowards of you all. I've never seen I'm... a sorry sack of freaking <clears throat> schleppers in my freaking all of my time. Just well, schleppers you... everywhere, I look, everywhere I look. Well, here's <laughs> the latest. Here's the, just to update everybody on the latest of the luxury tax payments. Right yeah. now, the estimate is for the Clippers, who happen to be my number two pick, 145 million penalty luxury tax. The Warriors, 170 million. Mm-hmm. The Nets, 108 million. The Bucks, 70 million. Celtics, 65 million. Lakers, sixth at 45 million. Suns, 35 million. Mavericks, 27 million. Even the Nuggets, 17 million, and the Philadelphia 76ers, one million. Wow, we're uh, already 150 million behind. <laughs> I will say though that I am really happy to go ahead and have uh, everyone here for the show. V Garcia has returned to us after I think what about a year. I think this he left us right around the time Joe started with us. The man from San Antonio, V Garcia. Always great to have you back, Mac. You were one of our original Facebook viewers, so yeah, yeah, miss me, Pooty. That's right, miss me, Pooty. The man who. Uh, well, you know, I just tell you what, you've been great as far as uh, in the past. So we thank What's you so much foodie? for bringing. Uh, it's an old, it, you have to check out the old episodes. Check out the old episodes, the Lakers fast break. And, you know, no, you know, just tell me what it is. It's, it's just, you know, stuff we said. You can't said. do that on the air. Yeah, I can't do that on the air, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we just, uh, again, great to have and you here. He has yeah. an NDA. He has an NDA about it. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. But before we head on out, I know actually there've already been uh, talk as far as what we're going to do for our picks. I do want to mention to Paul. No, he did uh, not take the fifth. He did not take the fifth. Great to have you here, Paul. Again, as a Utah fan, truly appreciate you taking the time to check out our show as well. Thank you so much for doing so. And everybody else is being part of the chat. Jim, Young MB, Blue Magic, Richard, the range. You guys have all been fantastic on the chat. Everyone, as far as petting my cat, just truly amazing as far as part of the chat is concerned. But 
I know as we've been asked to go ahead and make sure we're going to do our picks before we head on out. And yes, we will do our picks before we head on out. I'm hoping Joe has his picks ready because he did not send them in advance. But I will say I'm going to start off with Tom's picks, okay? So everyone at home, get your pencils ready, your pencils in, your papers ready. So we're going to go ahead and talk some uh, basketball. Tom's picks right now for the Eastern Conference. So here goes. Tom's picks for the Eastern Conference are the Celtics in first. 76ers second, Bucks third, Nets fourth, the Heat fifth, the Raptors sixth, the Hawks seventh, the Cavs eighth, the Bulls ninth, the Knicks are tenth, the Wizards are eleventh, the Pacers twelfth, the Hornets are thirteenth, the Detroit Pistons are fourteenth, and the Magic are fifteenth. The only question I would ask for you on the Eastern Conference, the Cavs, which got Mitchell, Spida Mitchell, as our good friend Mr. Jamie Sweet would say, they got Spida Mitchell, and with the prospective rise, hopefully, of Evan Mobley as a a burgeoning player that could be on the verge of superstardom, you don't see the Cavs being any higher? I think that the Hawks improved a lot, and the Cavs... I don't like small guards, even with their big, even with their big front court. I don't, I don't think you build a great defense around small guards, not in this league anymore. There's too many guys now that will take you for 15 foot, shooting 60 percent from little short mid range jumpers. Well, I agree with you on the on the short back court as far as on the defense. You know, and then I don't know. I, I I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready because the the other thing is there's two things seem to happening in the league right now, which is. There's a bunch of teams that are going back to two bigs. Mm-hmm. You know, Cleveland's one of those teams. And then there's a lot of teams that are really moving away from that and going small. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see whether the same trend continues that, you know, that very few centers really get the respect that they demand simply because they can't stay on the court. This is one of the things that uh, interesting you've mentioned about Miles Turner. Miles Turner actually is one of the top rated people as far as defending people after being switched because teams obviously at the end of the game try to switch on him a lot because they figure he can't defend out to the perimeter and yet his defense up at the perimeter and on three-point shots is among the best of all of the big men in the league you can't play him off the court at the end of games by putting a three-point shooter out there because he can defend that um, he's quick enough to do that and has been able to successfully do that um, and has one of the best defensive rates, least number of points per score on guys after he's been switched off on him. And that generally includes wings and guards. So he's really the perfect candidate for the Lakers. And, you know, that trade will change the entire perspective of this team. It's that major change. V. Garcia is saying the Lakers need Jared Dudley on the coaching staff. We need those great vibes. <laughs> Hard yeah, to get him off of Dallas right now. Probably have made that trade. Yeah. Well, I will say, Tom, the only thing is when I when you talk about the backcourt, I agree with you on the defensive part of charge for the Cavs. The only thing is that they back it up with two very mobile big men in Allen and Mobley, which might make up for that. Mm-hmm. Might. I say might. I'm not 100% convinced, but I say might make but up for that. You got, you know – Again, you got two bigs that can't spread the floor. Mobley can spread the floor. What's his He's improving on what he shoot last year? Uh, I'd have to look that up, but I know that uh, back in college, extend his days. I can I can look that up as far as Evan Mobley. 
But your pick, as I looked that up, as far as that the uh, head of the East, you still have the Celtics, mm-hmm. even with all their issues, still. T- uh, yeah, playing? yeah, I do, I do. Before all of that happened, them getting Brogdon, I think, was a big move. Obviously, they had some injury problems already. If their big guys could stay healthy, they're the best team in the in the East, in my opinion. By the way, Mobley, yeah, he right now he's still an effective shooter on the outside. You're right on that. But right. yes, Joe does smile. By the way, V Garcia, yes, Joe does smile. He uh, his team lost unfortunately during the past weekend, so right. we'll go ahead and send there. But um, getting into your Western Conference, I want to go ahead and make sure that Tom's runs down before we get to his finals picks. We've got the Warriors in first, the Clippers in second. The Phoenix Suns in third. You've got the Nuggets in fourth. The Grizzlies in fifth. The Minnesota Timberwolves in sixth. The New Orleans Pelicans in seventh. You've got the Dallas Mavericks in eighth. The Lakers in ninth. The Kings in tenth. The Trailblazers. It's going to be one hell of a play-in tournament, huh? That it will. That it will. The Trailblazers in eleventh. The Jazz in the twelfth. The Rockets are in 13th, the Thunder, and then the Spurs. So let me hear your thoughts on why you think the Warriors are still going to be motivated enough to go ahead and be still number one as far as in the Western. Move up to number one. Actually, they weren't number one last year. They actually moved from, I think, number three. Number three spot? Yeah. So, yeah, number Uh, one. Health, health, talent, depth. The young players, Kaminga and and Wiseman, are going to help a lot. They just re-signed pool who's going to be fabulous and mm-hmm. Wiggins Wiggins is great the only hope that the rest of the league has is that they're going to trade some of these guys because of the luxury taxes are just killer I mean there's there's rumors that that Dre or even pool or even Wiggins could be on the trading block and that, that makes sense because that's one of the things for example that I there has not been any transactions involving the Golden State Warriors where they allowed players to walk away without getting something for them. Now, that's not the way the Lakers have handled things. They've had too many instances where they did let, let players walk without being able to trade them or get money for them. And the Warriors have been fabulous about that. They've really, even if they had to take it back at D'Angelo Russell or whatever they had to take back, you know, to, to make the deal or an Andrew Wiggins, they made those trades and then they make them work. So I definitely feel like they are by far the favorites to, to win everything this year. I don't know how teams stop them. And they're, they're, going, to miss, they're going to miss some defense um, because they lost some of their depth. But their, their top seven or eight guys are unmatched by anybody else in the league. So let me and ask you Clippers, this. The Clippers, the Clippers will be right behind them. That's going to be a great competition for the year. The Clippers could finally, finally actually win the West. So let me ask you this then, you know, who are you, who do you, since you see the Warriors, I'm going to say your Warriors are your pick to go all the way this year. Who do you see them uh, facing off in the East? Is it another rematch of last year's finals? Um, Yeah, I do think it's going to be the same thing. Warriors versus the Celtics. Okay. That's fair enough. Joe's already started on that. Joe, I'm getting coming to you next, my friend. Uh, I mean, it just, at this point. Celtics are toast. (laughs) <laughs> all right so all who, let, well let's start off in these then for you my friend uh, i've got the list ready for some other people and i'm gonna and Tatum ain't gonna play like that in the next playoffs 
We'll see. Uh, I, I will say that, you know, again, there obviously some great suggestions, but with the new coach and, you know, obviously the Ime Yudoka issues, obviously notwithstanding as well. Your thoughts on the Eastern Conference, Joe, before we get into the West? I think Miami is going to be a force again because you have a real leader behind there and real leadership on the floor. And they, I think they're going to have a trade between now and the deadline that'll help even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need like one more guy. I don't know who yet. I don't know who would develop, but it'd be it's that one guy that's going to make that difference. And having those large contracts for for uh, from Duncan and uh, well, I'm just drawing a blank. What's his name? But the one they just signed. Uh, I mean, uh, as far as uh, yeah, hero, the shooter, hero, hero. Yeah, so hero and Duncan. If they, if something develops to where they can use those contracts to to get somebody like that, like let's say if Lillard wants to get out for whatever reason, you know, they can make that trade, and that would that would be something kind of interesting. The Bucks are the Bucks. If uh, if they stay healthy, they're going to likely be in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Nets are a enigma at the moment. If by some miracle all three of them decide that they're grown men and not little, you know, you know what's, they have enough talent to do what they need to do. But I'm not putting I'm not putting my money on that. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a wild uh, guess that they're gonna implode like they normally do because that's what they are. Seventy Sixers. I I I can say that. I did, I have noticed a little difference with James Harden. It's the first time I feel like he's humbled himself. Uh-huh. And if he stays healthy and Embiid does what he does, that could be interesting there. Celtics are going to drop big time. I have him down to five uh, in the conference by the end of the year. Uh, Raptors are going to pretty much be the same team they were before, uh, slightly better than the Cavs. Cavs are still on the on the come up. And then the Hawks are going to sort of dip. I know they got the Don, uh, Dejounte uh, Murray. Dejounte but I, Murray, yes. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't really consider him any. I don't. He's a very good player, but he's not a star. So that's the East. It's going to come down to. I think in the end, it's going to come down to the Heat and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Those are. My what about players. a team like Brooklyn? It, I, those three would have to play like. They would have to play if they play. Oh, they they could win it all, but I don't I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. No, I I don't blame you. I mean, anything anybody else that you could see is possible. And it's not just prize? it's not just Kyrie. It's not just Kyrie and Durant. Okay. Ben Simmons needs to play a big part in this, and I just don't trust him probably more than even Kyrie. I think Ben Simmons is is in my book the softest player I've ever seen in my life, and that might even go into other sports. He's a mental weakling. He should go play Call of Duty more and keep those numbers up. <laughs> Fair enough. He's got on the, the West- yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to say on the Western side, my friend. Who are your who are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts? On I that? think Phoenix is the Dodgers of the NBA. They play really well in the uh, regular season, but they'll fold in the playoffs. Golden State's going to kind of, I think, kind of settle back a little bit. Maybe I think they. They'll probably be in the two seed. I think Denver's going to be on, on the up and up. I have them three in the conference. The Clippers are going to be four. I know that's a surprise to some people, but you guys seem to keep forgetting about what we've seen. I'm a guy who analyzes what we've already seen. And we know that Kawhi Leonard doesn't like to play. He's not as bad as a 
as a Kyrie in terms of, you know, being a malcontent, but he, his body cannot play an 82 game season. So I'm expecting him to play 60 games and Paul George doing his thing to, to a degree. And then they're going to be like a fourth seed at best. I think Minnie's going to, going to come up. I think Minnie is going to, you know, start climbing a little bit. I think the Mavs are going to be kind of where they were last year. I think if not worse, the Pelicans will be a little bit better, especially with Zion playing that I'm, I'm hoping I'm cheering for him. I'm hoping he does well. And then uh, because we have LeBron and AD, if AD is playing uh, healthy throughout the year, I think they can be an eight seed. Eight seed, first round bounce is my prediction for the Lakers. And that's actually being nice. Uh, you're actually a lot nicer than what. Well, who, who, who are we? Including Kings? us, some of us. We, the Kings, Portland, the Thunder. Like, you know, I, I don't know who else that, that, that would make make me scared. I mean, I well, guess we can, because say, of Holmgren's we can say the Kings can get the eight yeah. because they've been using the Lakers as a, as a as toilet paper this last two games. I wouldn't be surprised if they replaced the Lakers at eight. But at the end of the day, they're still the Kings and Mike Brown's their coach. So God, God bless you. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. So with all that said, my friend, who do you have coming out of the East and who do you have coming out of the West? I'm picking the Heat. And I have a wild card coming out of the East, Denver. I mean, West. You mean I come out of West? I'm sorry. The West, Denver. Mm -hmm. The East, the Heat. I'm not saying you're wrong on Denver because I think Denver's going to have a very strong season. They have loaded up. They've a little bit. I like what they did to fill in the gaps. Exactly. Getting somebody like a KCP who's got championship pedigree. Mm -hmm. Then you got Jamal who's going to come back, which. Usually a torn knee usually has me kind of all weird, right? That's how good we, in preseason. Right, exactly. So Clay kind of made me feel like, wow, if Clay can come back and do what he did and he had his whole leg shredded, right? I yeah. said, okay, Jamal might be able to come back and kind of come back to who he was, especially con- considering he used last year as more of a buffer mm-hmm. to come back. So if Jamal is on point, you got the Joker, and then you got these, you got continuity, right, Tom? Continuity. How is yep. Denver not going to be a threat at that point, especially considering they they played they the Lakers play pretty defense. Yeah. They can't yeah, but, but we, we are we, we are none in, a, of the in guys, a none of the guys that you're talking about play defense. In no. a league in a in a soft ass league that might not be as bad, especially if you're playing teams like Phoenix, you know, or I don't know, me Minnesota. I don't know. I think I think they got a shot. Yeah, Minnesota, I think, is going to be a good regular season team for now. I think they're still going to take some maturing, and they still got to figure out the Rudy Gobert thing in the playoffs. Well, the, uh, we we said this before. If Anthony Edwards is going to continue to be what he is, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, that the next level. That's yeah. where that 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 it was, and I, I don't blame them for doing what they did. It no, they're banking sense. on Ant. They're yeah, banking. And on you Ant. have to, you have to, because there's no choice. No one's going to Minnesota. No one wants to go to Minnesota. You have to do this so that you can basically tell Anthony, look, we're going to get you your anchor. You got KAT Cat. and Cat. You go do your thing. Go be Michael Jordan. Cat will be Pippen. And then you got uh, Dikemi Matumbo in his prime and, and Gobert. By the way, I uh, want to go ahead and pay our respects and, and thoughts, share our thoughts about Dikemi Matumbo. I don't know if you, anybody out there caught it, but over the well, weekend. That's why I brought him up. Yeah, he uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and I believe he had surgery on it, if I'm not mistaken. So our best wishes to him. I heard it wasn't great. 
Well, go ahead. I, I heard it was. I don't know if I heard this right, but I heard it wasn't. I don't know if it was benign, but it it was a tumor. But I didn't hear it was. I didn't hear any stages or any spreading. So that's if they got point. in there and got rid of that thing. It'd be nice because uh, that's a that man right there, man. That guy. You want to talk about a guy that takes care of things? That's the man that you. You got to look at that guy. One of the ambassadors of the yes. NBA. Yes, going to say the same thing. Yeah, He's ambassador of the world. That guy yeah. took care of so many people and so many people back home and in Africa and stuff. The guy is a gem, and I I, I wish all the best for him. <laughs> Absolutely, we all do from the Lakers fast break. Our continued thoughts and prayers are with his family and him as well. Hopefully, everything will work out okay, and he can go ahead and continue to represent the NBA and the basketball world as uh, graciously as he has over the course of many years, even since his retirement. So wishing him all the best, but as that said and done, so who are your finals teams again and who are you going to have to pick to win the NBA finals? Warriors over Celtics. Excuse me. Oh, I'm picking Miami over Denver. All right. There you go. Indeed. Those are the thoughts of Joe and Laker Tom. Before I share mine, I wanted to go ahead and run down a couple more lists and their thoughts as well. Nick Molina, just great to have him as part of what we're doing here at the Lakers Fast Break. He's great and avid viewer of ours, great fan, appreciates when we go ahead and include him on this stuff. So I wanted to go ahead and mention his thoughts on his list. He has right now, as in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks. Then you got the Celtics, the Heat, the 76ers, the Cavs, the Nets, the Hawks, the Raptors, the Knicks, the Hornets, the Bulls, the Magic, the Wizards, the Pistons. And the Pacers. The only thing that surprised me is the the Nets. Maybe uh, he's got them a little low because of what's going on with their situation. Doesn't think they could go ahead and be uh, very conducive as a unit as yet. So I think that uh, there's that uh, ongoing conversation a lot of people are having as far as whether the Nets can get their act together in time for the season. So obviously he's not on that side of it. Uh, and I, I can't say that I, I, he's wrong because, again, a lot of people are thinking the same thing. Uh, with the West, he's got the Warriors, shock upon all chakras there, just like Tom. The Clippers, shock upon all chakras right there, just like Tom. The Suns, shock upon all shock, just like Tom's. Then he's got the Grizzlies, because I think he's going to go ahead and say, you know what, Jaw is going to be having that MVP-like season, especially with Triple J that's going to be out for a little while with injury. Then he's got Luka and the Mavs, the Nuggets, the Pelicans, the Lakers, right around the eighth spot, like you do, Joe. Timberwolves, the Kings, the Trailblazers, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Spurs, and the Jazz. And with Nick, he has for the finals Golden State and Milwaukee with Golden State repeating. So he has the Golden State Warriors repeating. And I appreciate, again, Nick Molina just trying to go ahead and send us out and be part of the fun here at the Lakers Fast Break. So we truly appreciate it. For your man at Lakerholics.com, Laker Tom, Jamie Sweet, I got his picks right here for you. First off, in the East, he's got the Bucks, the Heat, the 76ers, the Celtics, the Nets, the Bulls, the Cavs, the Hawks, the Raptors, the Knicks, the Pistons, the Wizards, the Hornets, the Pacers, and the Magic. So... He's got the Heat, like you, Joe, up at a higher realm than a lot of other individuals out there. So he sees, uh, I think, a good, strong season for the Heat. I think he's also a little bit down on the Celtics and the Nets. He's still not really sure about as well. He still thinks that, like, 
a lot of other individuals, like we were talking about with Nick, that he's not really 100% set on the nets right now. Now, his Western Conference, he's got the Nuggets on top, the Clippers, the Suns, the Mavericks. He's got the Warriors down to fifth, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, the Lakers down in ninth, and uh, Trailblazers, Kings, Thunder, Spurs, the Jazz, and the Rockets. And his team are the Bucks and Nuggets in the NBA Finals. And his NBA champion is the Denver Nuggets. So there's a little bit of a surprise there for you. Although, actually, I think they're gaining a lot of momentum, especially here in Vegas, because like you said, Joe, they're really starting to build a good roster out there. But you haven't heard mine. So I'm saving mine for last right here. So we'll go ahead and talk what Gerald is thinking right now as far as his list going into the season. And he was way wrong before last year when he was actually right two years ago, more right than he was last year because he said the Lakers were going to do really well. And, of course, they didn't. He said they were going to do well. I said they were going to win the championship despite Russell Westbrook because they were going to make a trade to offset the what they were doing with Russell Westbrook. I think that's pretty much how I uh, paraphrased it. So unfortunately that didn't come to fruition. So I apologize for that. But for this year I have in the East, I've got the Philadelphia 76ers. I think they're going to be a strong regular season team. I've got the Bucks in second. I've got the Celtics in third, not too much of a drop of what they were as far as favorite. I think the new coach thing and all the issues that they have, plus a couple injuries, especially Robert Williams. I think that's going to be an issue. The Nets in fourth, the Heat in fifth, although I think it's going to be really close and the, all those five teams are really competitive. I think that's going to be very close. And you could say any one of those teams are really going to be right there in the mix for a championship. The Cavs, the Raptors, the Hawks. And again, of that first eight teams are just really just very good teams. So all of them really have a chance to compete in the East. Then you got the Knicks. I think the Pistons have a bright future ahead of them. And I think that really starts now. So I think the Pistons are going to be somewhere in the mix, possibly even a tail end of the play-in at number 10. Then you got the Bulls with some injury concerns, obviously with Lonzo Ball and you're banking on another season of DeMar DeRozan, and hopefully if he stays healthy, Zach Levine, that team has not stayed very healthy over the past season after that first initial run that they had as far as at the top of the Eastern Conference. So I see them falling really pretty hard pretty quickly. The Wizards, the Wizards just don't have enough talent outside of Bradley Bill and Kristaps, so I really think there's some issues there. The Hornets, the Hornets I'm going to put right now in, in the 13th spot. The Hornets could fall faster than that. They could fall farther. Don't be surprised if they really do a tank job because of what's happened to their team. Plus, also, the other ball is going to be injured to start the season. And then they're going to trade, trade heels and turn to the Lakers, so, you know. I, no, that's not the Pacers. That was the Hornets. Oh. That's your other trade team that you were talking about with Hayward and Rozier and all that. That's your other trade team. So you're going to see them. I think uh, Mitch Kupchak is probably going to try and phone some people on the phone and you know, get some people on the phone and say, you know what, it's time to do some trading because we're going to go ahead and tank hard for Victor Wambiyama. Then you've got the Orlando Magic. I think that this is a team that is going to tank, but out of necessity because I really don't think that they're there yet. Although Paulo Bancaro looks like he's going to be probably one of the favorites for Rookie of the Year. I think they're getting closer with the Magic, but I think that jump is not there yet. 
And then last but not least in the Eastern Conference is the Indiana Pacers. And Tom, there will be a fire sale for the rest of those Pacers. It just is a question of when, not if, for during the season. Because you're right, I think the Pacers are going to be tanking hard. I think we need to go fish tanking because they are tanking hard. And my Western picks, get them. we'll knock them off real quick. I think the Denver Nuggets will be the top team in the Western Conference during the regular season, Tom. Because we've always talked about the home court advantage that Denver has. I think that they they will get a few wins because of the thin air in, in Denver. They always do every year. Plus, like Joe said and I said, getting Bruce Brown, getting KCP, getting a little bit more quality and depth behind them, and now having Michael Porter Jr. looking okay coming back, and also Jamal Murray looking pretty good coming back. Remember, as when they did that Gordon trade, that Aaron Gordon trade, that those first games that they had, they're like they were undefeated for a while before Jamal Murray got hurt. They were really playing well before he got hurt. I really think they could find magic in a bottle and actually play really well during the season. And Jokic, even if he doesn't have an MVP season, is still pretty damn good. So I really think that the Nuggets are going to be the top record in the West. And I repeat that the top record in the West, simply because I think that they've got a lot to play for as far as for a seating is concerned. And again, the home court advantage doesn't hurt either. Then after that, I've got the Warriors in second, the Clippers in third, the Timberwolves, like uh, we were talking about, I think they're really going to play up. They're really going to play hard. And I think they will go ahead and end up in the fourth spot. Then you've got the Dallas Mavericks. I've got the Phoenix Suns. The Grizzlies were a hard choice for me because I agree with out there that I think the Grizzlies are going to have a better second half of the season once they get Triple J back. I mean, asking John Moran over the next couple months to pretty much take the team and carry the team by himself for the next couple months is going to be a hard ask. But, well, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. And by the end of it, he could be an MVP candidate. New Orleans is an extremely talented team. And to have them at number eight, especially with Zion coming back, is a hard deal to ask. But you know what? Unfortunately, I don't see where I can put them anywhere else because all these other teams are really, really, really good. The West is brutal, man. The West is absolutely brutal this year. After that, in ninth place, I have the Sacramento Kings. They have enough impetus to try and go ahead and push for a playoff spot, which they have not had since I think the time, I think even before you were born was the last time they actually made the playoffs. I'm kidding, Laker Tom. But they haven't made it you know, in a record number of years. And I think of any time that they're going to make or break that record, it's going to be this year. But I'm picking them for ninth. So at least for a play-in spot. And then at fabulous number 10, is the Los Angeles Lakers. So I really don't have high hopes for this team at all. I really uh, have to be convinced that LeBron and AD are going to play a full season. And if they don't, my gosh, it's going off the rails and off the rails pretty quickly. And I'll leave it at that. So Sovereign says, since the Stone Age, the Kings have not made the playoffs. (laughs) Might be, it might be Sovereign. When did the iPhone come out? Oh my gosh, 2004? Was it? I, I, no, I think I, it was 2008. Oh, 2008? Okay. See, so they, 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 they haven't made the playoffs since the iPhone. Oh, that's, that's, that's terrible. That's mismanagement at its finest. I think that 
they have enough talent to be ahead of the Lakers and not just what I saw in preseason. I just think they have overall enough talent to sneak ahead of the Lakers, especially if the Lakers have any health concerns, which they're already starting to already. At number 11, I have the Trailblazers. Number 12, I have the Rockets who are acquiring a lot of talent and some of that young talent that's going to start producing. I really think they're motivated to go ahead and, and even though there's still going to be a lottery team, I think they're motivated to finish ahead. 13th, but don't be surprised if they actually finish at the bottom. It's the Utah Jazz. Then I have OKC, which after the Chet Holmgren injury, they're going to go ahead and reevaluate things as far as tanking. So I have them at number 14. And number 15 is Pops San Antonio Spurs. So that's mine. Oh, by the way, yes, right. Blue Magic says you're right, Joe. The iPhone came out in 2008. Oh my gosh. That's the last long was for the Kings. But all right, here are my finals picks, and here we go. Coming out of the East, I have, let me see, who did I pick? I have the Milwaukee Bucks. I really think Giannis is going to be on a mission to really do well. I think that he might be my favorite for the MVP at this point in time, although watch out for John Morant. I really think if John Morant keeps the Grizzlies in a good spot, I think that he could be strongly considered for that. And then in the West, no, it's not going to be the Denver Nuggets. It's going to be the Los Angeles Clippers, everyone. The Clippers are my finals choice to be against the Bucks, And the winner, because if they don't do it now. You better do it right now, Gerald. They won't ever do it. They have a team that has more depth than anyone in the NBA. If they do not like what they what they see, they can make a trade. Tom always talks about tradable contracts and tradable players. They have them. So if you want a third a player, a third star, they can go ahead and make that happen. Unfortunately, as much as I hate to say this, as much as I really don't want to say this, maybe I'm Are we cursing do them. Clippers fast break now? No, we're not oh, doing man, Clippers I fast don't know. Break. I can't do that, Gerald. I'm sorry. No, I can't do it either. I can't but do Clippers, if, I can't I'm, do Clippers fast break. if I'm speaking objectively and maybe I'm giving them I a curse go. of death. Oh, you hush. Come on. I would say the LA Clippers are going to win. Maybe that's the curse of death. Maybe we'll see. But if they don't win this year, they're never going to win because they can't have a more loaded team than they have this year. That's simply a fact. They can't have a more deep roster than they have at any point in time. I really think if they don't win now, they'll never win. And then Tom and I and Joe can just laugh at them for eternity after that case. But those are our thoughts on the entire season for everybody out there. We truly want to thank everyone out there for listening to the show and what's going on. I mean, we want to hear your feedback. If you have your own list for the Eastern Western conference, I'll read them off on the show. Please go ahead and hit me up. Lakers fast break at yahoo.com or at Lakers fast break on Twitter. Petting my cat says the bucks versus the nuggets. That's again, that's a really good. I mean, my gosh, the nuggets are really going to be a strong team this year. I think they're going to get a, again with their home court advantage in the thin air. I really think that they're going to get a, a quite a few wins this year as they always seem to do. The Milwaukee bucks are a lot of analysts choice and favorites. So I think that's a good choice. Petting my cat right there. Paul Lippman says that Clippers are a bold pick and he says he likes it. So, all right, I got the, at least one on my side on that one. I, I'm not actually, I'm, I'm trying to curse them. I'm trying to curse them. So we'll see. But Joe, Laker, Tom, uh, you know, we, we've shared our thoughts. The one consistent thing that we all have thought amongst you, amongst Laker, Tom, amongst Jamie, amongst Nick, amongst myself, is that the Lakers really don't look good this year. At the best. Suck. I they think eight. 
They need eighth. a trade. Eighth is the, the highest anyone has picked out of our no entire one, no group. One, I, I purposely left the Grizzlies out of that, and no one said anything. Why is that? So I want to see if you were paying attention. Okay. Uh, me okay. Well, well I mean, the, with the Grizzlies. You know. But the Grizzlies, again, the first half, Ja is going to have to play so hard and so so well for this team to go ahead and 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 win and be at the level that they were at last year play because hard, they don't have huh? triple J. They don't have to, they don't have triple J for what? Three, four months. I think right around Christmas, right around January is when he's expected back. Vigar says, ha last place was fine with me. The city can weep for years to come. Uh, it, well, yeah, that's, uh, that's for San Antonio. Cause he's out there in San Antonio. San Antonio is trying to tank hard. Anybody then, I don't even know if that's a NBA quality roster there. There's there's a lot of suspect issues on that roster. So. We know what happened the last time they tanked. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, there's our thoughts for the NBA season. Again, the game is tomorrow night against the Gold State Warriors. We'll be back on for the post game. But Laker Tom, I'll start with you. Any last thoughts or what? What article are you working on for LakerHolics.com? I think I just published my 147th article on Miles Turner and Buddy Yield the other day. Number one Lakers blogger. So uh, uh, I'm, I'm working at number 148. I'll, I'll, I'll probably have it out the next couple of days. I do think that the Lakers need to make a trade within the next 10, before the next 10 games. Okay. All right. There you go. You're extending. I love how you're extending that timeline. Well. <laughs> I haven't changed my tune. You know, the, the okay. problem is, is that they're not making the right decisions. They still have a chance to correct that and make the right decisions. Um, but, you know, they're they're going in the wrong direction. I, I agree. I think that's all something we can agree on. That's and you that's know, not a good and, sign. And there's nothing there's nothing in the history to give us confidence that they're going to make the right decisions. Yeah. And that's you're supposed to be the most positive one of all of us. Oh, I, am. I said we're a Miles Turner and Buddy Heel trade from being a top four seed in the West. There you go. There you have it. And you've stuck to that. And I give you a lot of credit for sticking to that. I, I don't share those same same vibes on. Well, it. I tell you, it, it's incredibly frustrating because I have been rooting for the them to modernize the offense and to do this for four years now. Yes, you have. Um, and every year it's been the same story where there's interest. There's always interest. There's always interest. And they almost do it, but they don't. They don't get the shooting. They don't get the player that they need to make AD and LeBron better. And they do make, they make misjudgments on so many other players that it scares the hell out of you to think of what they might decide was a wiser move to make. It's just it's just crazy. You know, they just have not, they have not made good decisions the last two years, especially. And this could be the third year in a row where the decisions have been disastrous. Couldn't agree with you more on that part. That for that, we agree. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Rob will wake up tomorrow morning, have indigestion and say, God damn it. I'm going to make that trade and (laughs) everything will turn out wonderful. Because I tell you, the only way that we're going to, in order to come out of this smelling like a rose, the Lakers are just going to have to be lucky because they ain't good. They ain't smarter. They ain't wiser. They ain't, they ain't better deeper. negotiators. So they're going to have to be lucky. That's for sure. Indeed. Uh, again, check out Laker Tom's article today, the 148th 
article on Miles Okay, well, sorry, didn't want to get ahead of myself. 147. Tune in next week when you got 148. <laughs> uh, why, why Russell? Why not trading Russell Westbrook is going to cause the Lakers to have a very slow start to the season. V Garcia says that's why they needed to get Jared Dudley on the staff because that would have helped make that trade happen. Tom, <laughs> always love with it. always his love for Jared Dudley indeed, but. Joe Soro, please go ahead and check him out today at LakersBall.com as Ox1947. Joe, my friend, you've been uh, very gracious on today, bringing some valuable insight along with Laker Tom for today's show. I know a lot of people in the chat room have appreciated our words. Paul said, keep up the great work. Again, I, I truly appreciate when a fan of another team takes the time to catch us and really says some nice things about our show. It is truly welcome and appreciated, not only from the Lakers fans, but non-Laker fans as well, but Blue Magic says tomorrow might be a group therapy session. It's always here for you. We're always here for you right there. You you can sit on the virtual couch and we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and we'll share the therapy away. Maybe starting tomorrow night. You might be right on that one, Blue Magic. But Joe, any last thoughts on the season up ahead before we head on out, my friend? Get your beer ready. <laughs> don't you need something stronger? I don't really drink alone. A lot. So, no, I, I have other avenues that can relieve my stress. Uh, well, you know what? V Garcia said it's, it's himself. Let's have some fun this season. He missed the interaction with us. We why did Tom, why was Tom the only one that got that reference? I must be the only one who does the same thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Virtual fist bump right there for you. <laughs> Take it easy, Sovereign. We thank you so much for being part of it. And for V, for Blue, for Paul, for petting my cat, Sovereign, like I said, also as well, everybody that was part of it. Young MB was terrific as well. He had a lot of stuff going on as far as great comments and part of the chat. Truly appreciate him taking the time and everyone out there taking the time in the chat room. Jim was excellent early on. He had some very, very cool words for us. Truly appreciate his insight. Richard, as always, got him here a couple weeks ago to jump on the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate him staying with us. The range had some great thoughts as well. Appreciate him coming back and checking us out. believe we had some new viewers on tonight, so we truly appreciate you joining us. My gosh, the list seems endless as far as the people commenting on, on the chat room, and we cannot thank you enough for taking the time to doing so. Truly appreciate everyone out there. Derek, what's up, Lakers Nation? He's been on here before. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts as well. Man, amazing, amazing chat so far tonight. It was really, truly appreciated. Terrell, as always, you were awesome. Got to give you props. Thank you so much for doing so. I know I'm leaving a couple of people out, and I'm sorry. It's not intentional. I apologize. I truly appreciate that you go ahead and were part of the chat tonight. Thank you so much for doing so. But there's so many comments in the chat. It's really hard. Jeremy. Thank you. I know you're a new viewer. Thank you so much for watching us. Truly appreciate it. Thank you for everyone checking us out. If you're listening to us on a podcast format, remember, you'll always see that episode drop you know, as early as possible right there for you, hopefully in the morning as you're on your drive or you're heading to work or at work. We truly appreciate checking us out. You've been tremendous on Anchor, and we truly thank you so much for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. But I will say that for now, you have our season picks. You're going to hold us to them. I know we're just the best of our ability. We tried to go ahead and do the best we can. I want to thank you so much again for having the patience to go ahead and checking us out. Laker Tom, he's my guy. According to V Garcia, great to have you back. 
appreciate you jumping over from our longtime Facebook viewer there. So going to thank you for jumping over to YouTube for us. But we'll say it's going to be an interesting season, good or bad. You know what the Lakers, it's always going to be fun. It's always going to be somewhat memorable. It's always going to be newsworthy. And it's always going to be much to talk about. So, yes, there's no better place to go to talk about the Lakers than right here at the Lakers Fast Breaks. If you have any questions or comments for us, always on the YouTube channel, you're always welcome to do that. We, Joe and I, we catch up to as best we can, whenever we can. Also as well, Lakers Fast Break on Twitter. Go ahead and follow me there. I go ahead and report on the Lakers. And also you get the latest links for our episodes as well. And, of course, Lakers Fast Break on Facebook which we are still there. We're still very active. So thank you so much. We even have special episodes for Facebook every once in a while. And of course, want to go ahead and mention as well that you can always send me comments or thoughts on the season, on the league as a whole too, as well at Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. So for Joe Sorrow, AKA ox 1947, Mr. Sinblades at sinblades.com, go ahead and get your lawn transformed into something spectacular today. If you're in the Southern California area at Simblaze with a Y.com plus Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Go ahead and check out his tremendous work along with Jamie Sweets. Yummy with Swoot right there for you on the five things. Go ahead and check out what they're doing today at Lakerholics.com. Shout out to Lakersball.com. We also had some comments as well on doing watch parties. We're still trying to organize that. Still trying to get everything together on that. Hopefully, Playback TV will go ahead and, and let me know someday when they get around to it to letting us know that we can go ahead and get approved. Tried to hit them up twice. I think I'll hit them up on the Twitter. I think that's my next move. So I will hopefully get something started and hopefully we can announce something in the not too distant future on Laker watch parties that we hopefully can be a part of. So hopefully, a pooty out. I'll say it. All right, B. Garcia, pooty out. But for Laker Tom. Joe Soro. This is Gerald Glassford. I want to thank you for watching and listening. So much to talk about up ahead for us this season. And you can find us right here to talk about it at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. <laughs>